Hey friend, this is Shelby, host of the Resilient Podcast. I believe that every woman should have what she needs to feel confident. Each experience looks different, but that doesn't mean we have to be alone. What if as women, we came together and had real conversations that strengthened each other to go deeper with God and go further in life? I don't know about you, but that's what I'm here for. Let's do this together. Hey guys, welcome back. It's good to be with you guys again here on the Resilient Podcast. And I am really excited because today we're going to be talking about a topic that totally changed my life. It was something that uh, I really believe shifted my entire walk with God. And what it was, was learning to hear God's voice. And I think a lot of people struggle to hear God's voice. Uh, Many of us as believers, we wish we could hear him. We think sometimes we can, but we don't know how to access him all the time or speak to him conversationally or any of that. And so uh, I think it's super important to learn to hear from the Lord and to speak to him. And it just changes your entire relationship with him. And so honestly, it wasn't that long ago for me that I doubted that I even could hear God's voice. Um, Even into college, I was like, oh, it's kind of hit and miss. Like sometimes I hear from God and sometimes I don't. And um, honestly, I would like pop open my Bible and close my eyes and pick a verse and hope that uh, that verse would speak to me. And then I'd be like, oh yeah, that was so from the Lord if it resonated. But if it didn't apply to my situation, I would be like, oh, I guess God's not speaking to me today. That was kind of my method for a while. And um. Yeah, sometimes it was just even really random. Like I felt like I could hear God's voice sometimes. And then other times I was like, felt so distant from God. And um, I was even told like, you have access to God, but I didn't feel like I did. And you might be sitting there um, thinking the exact same thing. You might be listening going, yeah, this is true for me too. And I want you to just be reassured that that is really common for many believers. That's super normal. That's something that I think a lot of people struggle with is hearing God's voice. And um, yeah, we all want that connection with God. We want to uh, be close to him and and have an intimate a deep loving relationship with God and so it can be hard uh, to know if we are actually hearing God's voice and what, what does that look like and uh, yeah we really want that and so I want you to know you're not alone as a listener you're not alone um, in feeling that way it's incredibly normal there's not something wrong with you um, I'm going to be going through today something that I really feel like simplifies um our ability to hear God's voice because he doesn't change like whether like it's not him that's changing it's our um, ability to hear him and us changing what we're doing to um, connect with him and so um, I really believe this will really help you if this is something that you've struggled with but it was actually several years ago almost five years ago now that I attended like a training school that really taught me that I could hear God's voice but then also how to do that and so I'm going to share some of that with you some of those things I've learned there but then since then some of those things that I've applied to my life that have really changed me so I'm excited to share that with you today. Um, First of all I want to touch on a couple Bible verses. Uh, John 8 47 says, whoever belongs to God hears what God says. And then John 10 27 says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. 
my sheep hear my voice. It's so powerful to think about that. He's promising like those who are mine, they hear from me. I'm not a distant God that doesn't show up and doesn't speak. If you are my sheep, you hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. It's it's such a deep connection that God has with us as his children. Um, but really, I believe that God wants to speak to us because of his deep longing for relationship with us. He's not a distant God. Like I mentioned, he's so, so close. He's as close as conversation. He is as close as turned attention. And I think he wants to talk with us because he wants to know us and he wants us to know him and to know his voice and to understand what he's trying to say to us. And so it's something that is something or sorry, excuse me. It's something that is very important to him. And if you look at every relationship in your life, there's always give and take. Um, Conversation is not just one-sided. I mean, maybe you have conversations that are, or I'm sure that you've been with people that there is only one-sided conversation where you sit there and you're like, okay, are you going to ask me any questions or things like that? We've all been through that. But conversation, relational conversation, I should say, uh, should not be that way. It should be very two-sided. It should be very give, very much give and take. And that's how God desires it to be. He doesn't want us to just um, talk, 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 talk. Not that he doesn't value us. He wants to hear from us. He so desires that we should pray and come to him and speak to him. He values that so much. But he also wants us to hear from him. He wants us to hear his voice and get familiar with the way that he speaks. And that's not just because he's narcissistic or I want you to hear me. No, God longs to speak things that are so important for us. He knows exactly what we need and he wants to to speak things into your heart uh, that will meet you right where you're at and be exactly what you need. Because if he knows what you need, he wants to fill that. He wants to be there with you. He wants to give you direction for your life. Um, he wants to help you. He, he gave us the Holy Spirit as the helper. He wants us to have help. Um, and so I really believe he wants to, us to be able to hear him. Um, for me personally, the moments when God have spoken to me have been some of the most powerful and marking moments of my life. And uh, he doesn't always speak to me the same ways, but I know that when he does speak to me, it's so life-changing for me. And I still have some of those words written down in my journals, or sometimes I've typed them up and printed them out. And they've been very powerful for me. And so I know that for you, uh, God longs to do the same. And it's something that will really have an impact on you. He wants to give us answers we're looking for. He wants to be the comfort that we need. He wants to bring clarity and peace. Like he really, truly does. And so, um, yeah, he wants that for you too. Uh, Jeremiah 33 verse 3 says, Call to me and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. He wants us to speak to him. And he wants to answer us. He actually is answering us. But a lot of times uh, we aren't getting those answers. Uh, Hearing God's voice in general is such an amazing part of spending time in the secret place. And such a crucial part of our walk with God. It helps us to encounter him in a real and personal way. It awakens the scriptures to us. Like the Bible comes alive as we talk about it between us and God. We dialogue with him about it. The Bible comes alive to us. It can actually help us to spend more time with him and in his presence uh, because it, it doesn't feel so hard when it's relational and conversational. Uh, we can leave feeling refreshed and filled up and even connected with God's heart as we learn to hear his voice. 
Um, but you might be sitting there going, wow, this sounds amazing. This sounds great. Uh, but I just don't know what that would be like. I don't know how to do that or have access to God. And I know exactly what you mean because I had been told so many times that this is what God had for me, but I didn't know um, how to get there. And so I think for most people, there are two main roadblocks. One is a lot of people feel very unsure about how to hear God's voice. So even how would I do that? Uh, how do I listen for him? How do I distinguish his voice? And that's actually the second part. I believe the second roadblock is often as I press in to hear his voice, is it him who is speaking to me? How do I differentiate his thoughts from my thoughts and his words from other people's words or the voice of the enemy? How do I distinguish what is God's voice as opposed to um, any other voices that I'm hearing in my head? And that I think is actually one of the big keys is the voices that we are hearing in our heads, in our minds. And we all actually hear uh, typically four different voices in our thought life. Um, And I'm sure that you have heard these four voices as well. And so one of the biggest things that has shifted things for me and has uh, helped me to kind of clear my head or to really uh, zone in and actually distinguish God's voice from other voices and get clarity of what he is saying is understanding these four voices and how to silence three of them. Um, And so the four voices are this. One is the voice of others. So other people around us speaking all the time. We're hearing thoughts that they put in our mind. We're hearing things that they're saying to us or about us or in front of us. We're hearing other people uh, speak. And so that's one of the voices. And I'm not even saying that's a negative thing. That is just one of the voices that we are hearing all the time. Second is the voice of the enemy. We all are hearing the voice of the enemy. He lies to us. And now he's not, he doesn't have access to you, like your thoughts. He's not hearing your thoughts, but his voice is often speaking to us. He's lying to us, trying to confuse us. It says the enemy is here to kill, steal, and destroy. He wants to ruin our lives. He wants to separate us from God. And he is speaking into us as much as he possibly can. Whenever he gets an opening, he tries to lie to us. And so that is the second voice that you are often hearing. The third voice that you are hearing is your own voice. So that would be your own thoughts. We all have an internal dialogue happening. And I know some people have that more than others. Um, and uh, you might experience that more deeply than somebody else, um, but we do all have an internal thought life, whether it is a positive or negative thought life, it doesn't matter. Everyone has a thought life and that's another voice that is speaking to you all the time is your own conscience or conscious, excuse me. And so that is something you're hearing a lot. And then the fourth voice, which is the voice that we long to hear because it is the most important voice in our life. It is the voice of truth. It is the voice that speaks uh, and brings clarity and peace and restoration and love. And that is the voice of God. And so we all can hear God's voice. We all have access to that. We all uh, maybe have experienced that at different times. Maybe he's spoken to you in, in some ways already in your life, but that is the fourth voice that we hear. And so what we do and what has really helped me is to silence three of these voices so that I can hear the fourth voice, which is God's voice. And um, I have to be intentional to do this because I find I have a lot of things on my mind all the time. I don't know about you or if that's something you've experienced, but 
I have my thoughts sometimes all over the place. And so I really need to dial down and be intentional to silence these other voices whenever I desire to have communion with God and speak with him and hear him speak to me. And so how you would do that is one, silence the voice of others. So you do that often by just getting to a quiet place. That can be really simple sometimes. You can um, get to a place in your home that is quiet. Uh, you can try to get to a place like in the bathroom at work or um, just even removing yourself from conversation, even if you're not alone. Um, that helps too, because if you're in conversation with somebody else, it's really hard to silence that voice and hear God speak. So um, not that it cannot be done, it totally can. But if you want some more clarity, it helps to silence that voice of other people. And we do that by getting away from people or getting to a quiet place as much as we can or withdrawing from conversation. So that's one. Then second, uh, we want to silence the voice of the enemy. Uh, the enemy is, uh, like I said, trying to lie to us. And so how we do that is we just command him to be silent because we have been given full authority over the enemy through Jesus Christ and through the blood he paid on the cross and his resurrection. We have the full authority of Jesus. And he even said, you're going to do more than I have even done on the earth. You're going to see more take place. You're going to see more works happen, more works of God happen than even Jesus himself did because I all authority on heaven and the earth has been given to you or well first was given to him from his father and then he's given that to us and so we can silence the voice of the enemy and we simply do this I often close my eyes and I say in the name of Jesus I silence the voice of the enemy and you cannot speak to me and sometimes I have to do that a couple times or I do I can use different language like I just speak against any of the thoughts of the enemy, any lies that you are trying to deceive me with, and I tell you to be silenced. Go right now in Jesus' name by his authority that he has given me. I command you to be silent. So that's one way, um, and that's how you would silence the voice of the enemy. And you may have to do that over and over. Maybe he's attacking you with a lie, and you, you can use this over and over and over again as much as you need to. And the more you do that, uh, the less foothold that he has in your life, the more you silence him and take authority over him. Because as a child of God, you have the authority of Jesus. The more you use that authority that you have been given, your confidence will grow and the enemy will shrink in your life because he will know, oh shoot, this isn't as easy as I thought it was going to be. Or, oh, whenever I go up against Shelby, you know, it's not very successful. And so um, the more confidence you have the more uh authority you walk in and and really authority comes from knowing that you've been given that full authority uh the more freedom you will have from the lies of the enemy all right so the third voice we silence our own thoughts and we do this very similar to the way that we silence the voice of the enemy maybe a little less aggressive because um not of all of our thoughts are bad god has given us thoughts he's given us a mind to think so i don't want you to think like okay every thought i have is bad and i need my voice to be silenced because that is not what i'm saying at all um, i'm more so saying we silence our own thoughts when they're running all over the place when they're causing confusion maybe you do have negative thoughts those are the thoughts and the voice that you silence and so you would just go very similar you would go I silence my own thoughts in the name of Jesus 
I quiet my own thoughts right now in Jesus' name. I silence my own thoughts. Any anxiety in my heart, I command it to just be still. And I just silence my thoughts. So I I just typically do that again (laughs) with my eyes closed. um, And just speak to my own self in that same way. And then what I'll do is just invite God to speak. After I've silenced all those voices. And I don't have to silence all of them all the time. Sometimes it's just my own thoughts that are going crazy. Sometimes it's the enemy's lies. Um, But then after I silence as many of those thoughts as I need to, I just, again, with my eyes closed or sometimes open if you're needing to have them open, like if you're driving the car, different things, you don't have to have your eyes closed. It just helps me to have some clarity. But I'll just say, God, I just invite you to speak. I just invite you to speak right now. Speak to me. I want to hear your voice. Your servant is listening. And then I just stop and I wait and I'm patient. (laughs) That is a huge thing. Be patient. Sometimes we want everything to be like a drive-through. We want an immediate answer or immediate thought. And sometimes it just takes a minute. Sometimes you can be a little patient and then you're like, okay, now, oh, that thing that was on my list today came back and popped into my head. You might have to go back and silence some more thoughts or some more lies or whatever that might be. But be patient and give space for God to speak. A lot of times we just rush through our time with the Lord and we don't actually give him the opportunity to speak. It's like it's like if I'm sitting down for coffee with you and I'm just speaking to you um, and I never let you get a word in and then I'm like, wow, she was really quiet. I don't know why she didn't talk very much. It's kind of awkward. Well, I guess she didn't have much to say. It's like the same way we sometimes approach God and say like, oh, God must not have had much to say. <laughs> but no, it's actually often because we don't give him the space to speak into our life. And so I encourage you to, um, after you've silenced those voices, be patient and give him space to speak and just say, God, I invite you to speak into my heart, speak into my life. A lot of times uh, there can be chatter going on in our head that makes it difficult to hear God or distinguish his voice from others. And as we quiet these voices, like I talked about, It's really going to help bring clarity. It's not that you have to go through all four steps every time. I just find that helps bring a lot of clarity. And then I know because I've silenced those other voices that, oh, this is God's voice. Um, But just to help you see how God speaks, because a huge thing is, okay, how do I know that it's God's voice? And um, I want to give you a couple examples of how he speaks so that Maybe as you hear from him, maybe you have been hearing from him, you just didn't know, or maybe you don't know at all. And so I want to just share some of those ways. And I want to be clear too, I'm not talking about the audible voice of God, not that he cannot speak that way. He does speak that way at times, but it's very rare. Um, I maybe have heard the audible voice of God once in my life, and I'm not even for sure that it was audible. And so I want you to be reassured. I'm not expecting you as you say, God, I invite you to speak for you to get whacked with his audible voice and like, whoa, wow. No, a lot of times he speaks in a still small voice or speaks right into our spirit. Um, and again, it is possible to hear God's audible voice, but I'm just saying that's not what you should go in expecting and be disappointed if that doesn't happen. Um, 
God speaks in so many different ways. He speaks often through the Bible or the word of God. A lot of times when I pray and I ask God to speak to me, he will highlight a Bible verse and I will go look at that Bible verse and it may be a verse that I didn't even know. And then I go read it and I'm like, wow, that really applies to my situation. And like, for example, just recently, um, I was really praying for like, God, what do I do in this specific situation? I'm not sure what is right. And he pointed me to, a verse in, I believe, Second Chronicles or First Chronicles, I don't remember, but it, it's where um, it talks about Solomon asking God for wisdom above all else. And I just felt like, so as I asked him, God, what do I do in this situation? He highlighted that verse. I went right to that verse and it was Solomon asking for wisdom. And so I just felt so strongly that I was meant to pray and just ask God uh, for wisdom and to seek that out from him. And so that was something that he gave me clear direction. And maybe he didn't give me the exact answer of the details, but he asked me to seek him for wisdom. And I believe from that, he's going to continue to give me more and more details. So that's one example. He speaks through the Bible or the word of God. Um, Often God will speak through pictures or words that pop into your mind. That's a way that I really experience God's voice a lot is I will in that space, that silent space where I allow him to speak to me, I will hear um, like a word in my mind um, or I'll see a word flash in front of my eyes in my mind or I will see a picture of something in my mind. And then oftentimes uh, then he gives me revelation on what that means and more specifics on what that means. Or sometimes I even ask him if I just get a picture or a word, I'm like, God, what does that mean? And then as I press in, he shows me more and more of what that means. Sometimes God will speak through other people. So um, don't, like I said, the voice of others is not just to be silenced. He often does speak through others. He can speak through a pastor. Um, He can speak through a friend. Um, Maybe they ask the Lord, like, God, show me something. And he felt to lead them, to give them a word for you. And um, so he does speak through other people. He speaks through sermons or times of worship. Uh, So through your pastor or even worship leader. And in the place of worship, I've many times been encountered and heard God speak to me. Uh, God will speak through dreams, visions, sometimes angelic encounters. That's very common. A lot of people are dreamers. So maybe you experience dreams. That does not mean that every dream is from the Lord. Um, I'm not going to go into dreams because that's a whole category in and of itself. But sometimes he speaks through dreams. And if you have dreams or visions, um, it's very important to ask God, like, God, is that from you? And and what do you want me to get from that? Um but most commonly, God through God speaks through faint impressions by the Holy Spirit. So he speaks to your spirit. He speaks, again, it can be through a word or a picture or a verse or things, but it's often very faint impressions given by the Holy Spirit. And so I want to reassure you that you're not probably wrong. If you're experiencing the faint whispers of the Holy Spirit in your heart, in your mind, that is God's voice speaking to you. So don't doubt that. Um, yeah, a lot of times God speaks to me in, in several of these different ways or all of these ways I have experienced. I'm pretty sure most of those ways and it's different, but sometimes he speaks more specifically. Like I very commonly get pictures. Um, maybe it's cause I'm a visual person. I don't know, but he might speak to you more primarily in one way as opposed to another, but be on like the lookout or be sensitive I guess would be the right word to however he wants to speak to you. I also want to be very clear about something. 
as we hear God's voice and we're listening for his voice because I don't want any confusion. Um, Everything that you hear from God should line up with scripture. There is nothing that you hear that you believe is God's voice that should contradict the word of God. Nothing that you are feeling like, oh, this is from the Lord. If it contradicts scripture, that is not God's voice. And so I want you to test everything as you are listening for God's voice. I want you to test everything against the Bible. And if something does not line up, it is not God's voice. And I just want to be so, so clear on that because I have seen at different times when we get into hearing God's voice or, um, yeah, just like listening to God or prophetic when we get into these, uh, topics, I have seen very commonly people get very carried away. And so that can happen. And that does like, I don't want to scare people or a lot of times that has shut people off from the gifts at like all together. And that makes me really sad because I really do not want that for people. Um, But we just have to be careful. We have to be wise. We need to test things against the word of God and we don't want to hinder. We want to be in sync with what God is speaking and be sensitive to him. And we do not want anything that we are saying, oh, I heard this from God. I don't want it to be against scripture. It should not. Not that I don't want it. It cannot be God's voice and contradict what he said in the word of God because that is his word. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to be super, super clear on that um, before we move on from this uh, because it's so, so important that we are very aware of that. And I, I know I've even heard different people say things like, oh, well, what if what I hear from God goes against the Bible? I would have to go with what God said to me. And that in and of itself is very false and very um, misguided, I would say. And so be very careful as you listen for God's voice. And this is not to freak you out because I want you to be open. And and sometimes um, stepping out in these gifts and stepping out and hearing God's voice comes from making mistakes and and all that. And so I'm, I don't want to freak you out that like, okay, I have to hear God perfectly or I'm going to be like a false prophet or no, I'm just saying you have to be careful. We have to make sure it lines up with scripture and be sensitive to God. It does not mean we have to be perfect, but we need to be careful and be wise as we seek to hear God's voice. All right. So we're going to now talk about prophecy. So what I talked about at the very beginning or this whole first half is Uh, about hearing God's voice and prophecy is hearing God's voice but it is um, hearing God's voice for someone else and so you can do this you can hear God's voice for your own self but you can also hear God's thoughts about someone else and you can share those with other people and that is called prophecy or be or giving a prophetic word Um, prophecy is the testimony of Jesus and is the revelation of what is on God's heart for his people uh Revelation 19 says, 1910, sorry, says, for the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So it is very important that we do operate in this. It's talked about very often in the New Testament. A lot of 1 Corinthians talks about prophecy and how we should desire prophecy. Actually, 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, pursue love and desire spiritual gifts, but especially that you may prophesy. And this is important because it builds up the body of Christ. Prophetic giftings are not just for yourself, but they're actually to edify the church, edify the body of Christ. Um, And so I want to make two distinctions here because a lot of people are like, oh, does that mean everyone is a prophet? Um, There are two different types of prophecy, okay? There's simple prophecy, 
And then there is the office of the prophet. And it talks about both actually in the New Testament. And uh, 1 Corinthians 14 actually talks quite a bit about this. There's several other chapters that talk about it, but there's simple prophecy, which is actually for everyone. Um, It says even in verse 39 of 1 Corinthians 14, therefore, my brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy and do not forbid speaking in tongues. And so it's very clear through Paul's writings that he does desire us, that God desires us to prophesy over one another. Um, But that does not mean that every person is a prophet or the office of a prophet. And so it says even in Acts 2, so this is, I'm going to talk a little bit here about the simple prophecy side. That is for everyone. Uh, That is for you and for me and everyone can uh, be activated in simple prophecy. Acts 2, 17 through 18 says, In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit on all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in those days and they will prophesy. So God does desire that we all hear his voice, that we all um, are active in this, the gift of prophecy. It's a spiritual gift and he wants us to operate in it. And we all have the ability to participate. And at the same time, it says in 1 Corinthians 12, 29, yet not all are prophets. And he gives different roles to different people in the body of Christ. And this is referring to the office of the prophet. So at one point he says, all should prophesy. You all can prophesy. But then at another point he says, yet not all are prophets. And that's because he's referring to, again, the office of the prophet. And this would be more so prophetic gifting and ministry. Uh, This is like a believer whose ministry is like the prophets of the Old Testament. Like when you look back at the Old Testament and um, it talks about these prophets that were in uh, Israel and they had a very strong voice about what God was trying to speak to them as an entire nation. And they would often give correction and very clear direction and they would bring new emphasis to the body of Christ and they would bring new direction to the body of Christ. And so that is actually still happening today. And there are people who operate in the gift of prophecy as like in a a ministerial gift or the office of the prophet. I'm more so wanting to cover simple prophecy because that is what you and I and everyone has access to and can participate in. And the Bible is very clear about that. So I hope that brings some clarity when we're talking about the two different uh, gifts of prophecy. And now I just want to take you through simple prophecy. Again, um, you would go about this the same way that you would hear God's voice for your own life. It's just you're going to be doing that for someone else. And so uh, if you're needing to dial down, you can quiet those four voices, sorry, three voices and ask God to speak and ask him, God, what are your thoughts for this person? God, what are you trying to speak? What are you trying to say? And it says his thoughts for people outnumber the sands on the the seashore. And so he does. He has thoughts for you and I and for everyone. And so it's just asking God, what are your thoughts for this person? Or is there something that you would like to speak to them right now? What is it that you would like to speak? And then you can share that with them. He will speak in in those same ways that I mentioned before, sometimes through Bible verse, a picture, a word, um, many different ways. Sometimes even through a feeling. He speaks through feelings sometimes. Like, I feel like maybe you've been feeling 
like nervous about something. And I feel like God just wants to tell you that you don't have to be nervous. You can trust him. Like that would be a very simple prophetic word uh, that you could give someone. I'm not saying give that word specifically. I'm saying giving you an example of what that would look like. He can speak in lots of different ways, but you can go back and refer to what I mentioned earlier about the different ways that he speaks, but he speaks in those same ways just for someone else. But there are a couple important factors um, to make sure of when we're hearing God's voice for other people in order to do this in a healthy way that does not cause damage because we do not want to go around prophesying other over others and just causing damage or confusion that is not the heart prophecy should always edify and comfort and build up and strengthen it should not be um, something that is tearing down we're not going around calling out sin in people like oh I feel like you struggle with lying God said you're a liar no that should never be something that you are speaking out it says um, that prophecy should always build up the body of Christ And so we want to just make sure that we do that as we uh, ask for God's thoughts for someone else, even if maybe you get something like, wow, I feel like this person has depression, like I feel depression. You don't have to say, hey, I think you're depressed. No, you can say, hey, I feel like God um, has, or I feel like you have been maybe in a heavier season. I feel like God just wants to bring you out. Like we always want to prophesy the light into the situation. We want to prophesy what God is saying, not darkness and what the enemy is saying. No, we want to, we want to partner with God in this. And something that also is really helpful in, in how we do this is I always use, and I recommend you always use, um, the words I feel, I feel like God is saying, or I think God said, because, It leaves room for our human error. And it says in the Bible, we see in part and so we prophesy in part. We are not God. So as we prophesy over other people, we probably will make mistakes or we may just misunderstand what God was trying to speak. Maybe he gave you a picture, but he didn't give you the explanation. And so you maybe filled it with your own explanation. Like if we use words like, I feel like God is saying, I think God said, as opposed to words like, the Lord said you need to, or the Lord told me this is the truth, whatever it might be. Thus saith the Lord. (laughs) We want to avoid that because that can cause a lot of confusion because if there was human error, if there was error on our part, on our end, uh, we don't want to cause confusion for people. And we always tell people when they come through our programs, we always tell people, test everything against scripture. Take every word that you received, every prophetic word that you received and bring it before God and say, God, is this your voice? Is this what you were trying to say? We want to test it all. We don't want to just blindly follow and be like, yeah, God said, God said. Now, again, we want to be open to the gifts. We want to be open to prophecy. We want to be open to the voice of the Lord, but we also want to make sure it's his voice. And so don't be afraid to test things against the Bible and make sure that they are from God. But avoiding language as as the one giving the word, avoiding language like this is what God said and using language like I feel like the Lord is saying it leaves room for our imperfection and it causes uh, it removes the ability of causing damage in somebody's life. Um, we also want to stay away from like <laughs> giving specific things uh, like you're going to have a baby next year. We want to avoid that stuff because what if you misheard God or maybe you weren't completely clear on what God was speaking 
and that person then doesn't get a baby next year, that could be super damaging. And so we want to be really careful to steward each other's hearts in the body of Christ. So as we operate in these things, we want to stay away from like prophesying about babies or uh, specific dates and timelines and then also uh, like who you're going to marry or when you're going to get married. Because if we prophesy into those things through simple prophecy, now this again, it does not apply to the office of the prophet because those words are more specific. Um, but for simple prophecy, for you and I to operate on, on a regular basis, giving words like that can cause a lot of damage and confusion unless they're so, 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 so clear from the, from the Lord. We have to be very, very sensitive and careful as we operate in that to protect one another and steward each other's hearts. So that's just some guidelines that I think will really help us as we step out. And it'll give us a safety net as we step out. Because guys, we are not perfect. Nobody who is operating in spiritual gifts is perfect. We are uh, children of God, but we are human. And so he encourages us. It's very clear in the New Testament. He wants us to operate in the gifts. But we also want to steward that well and protect each other and protect ourselves. Um, Now, one kind of final thing that I think is important that you know is that there are two parts typically to a prophetic word. Um, One would be the revelation, which is the image or the impression, the word or even the scripture that you got. That's the revelation that he gave you. And then two, the second part is the interpretation, which is actually what it means. And sometimes you just get the revelation. You just get the first part. Many times I just get a picture and I'm like, yeah, I don't know what that means. Like, just take that before the Lord. You know, and you don't have to feel the pressure to provide both parts every time. Often, I would encourage you to ask God if you just get the revelation. Okay, God, what do you mean by that? What do you want me to communicate through that? Um, But don't feel this pressure of like, oh, I have to make sure I have both sides. You can bring it before someone and, and maybe it'll mean something really powerful to them. Or maybe they'll know exactly what you're talking about because God gave them the other part of it, which is that interpretation. And so that's the piece of what it actually means. And you may get both. I often get both like, hey, I got a picture of this and I feel like God meant this. Um, so yeah, that is super helpful. Um, but again, just take it before the Lord, test it against scripture and share it very humbly with others. Um, When I first did this, I was so nervous when I first operated in any type of prophetic at all. I remember I was dating my husband at the, like at that time we were just dating and he was very active in spiritual gifts and I wasn't. So I was very, very nervous and we were at this church and we were doing uh, like a prophetic circle. And what that is, is you get in a group and you prophesy over each other. And um, what you will often do is like give like a pen cap and like a, eraser or something like that to two different people everyone will close their eyes you'll distribute those as the leader of the group and then everyone can open their eyes and just prophesy what they're feeling maybe over one of those people like the person with the pen cap you can just say like oh I feel like you would pray like God just speak to us about this person not knowing who it is a lot of times can help us to separate our own thoughts from God's thoughts because then we're not thinking oh well I know that person's contending for this so I better prophesy this like we don't get that mess in there when we prophesy without uh, sometimes knowing somebody's circumstances like I find it much easier to prophesy over people that I do not know for that specific reason Um, because I just hear much more clearly from the Lord and I don't have to weed out my own thoughts. (laughs) But what I was saying is just that my husband, um, yeah, like we were at a church and it was, 
uh, very, I was very nervous to step out and I was convinced, I was telling God, I was like, I am not partaking. I will join the group, but I'm going to be quiet this whole time because I have nothing that is going to be beneficial to add and I don't know how to do this and I'm not comfortable doing this. And it was so crazy because over and over again, the Lord was giving me very clear words for people. And one of those I remember specifically was the picture of an eye. And I was like, I don't know what this means. And this is really uncomfortable. It's kind of weird. And I was really wrestling with God. And he was like, Shelby, you really need to just trust me and speak this out. And so I spoke it out. And it was crazy because right after that, somebody else was like, I got the word I too, but I just didn't know how to communicate it. And I was kind of nervous. And then a third person was like praying. This is a little bit later and was like, wow, I just keep getting this picture of an eyelid and went into detail about that and got like the interpretation of even what I had felt. And so even in my brokenness and my refusal to engage, God really wanted to, to speak and he wanted to speak to somebody else. Um, and sometimes when we don't step out and in, uh, what God is asking us to do, we're actually robbing other people of what he wants to speak to them. And so we have to have a willingness in our heart to step out in what God is asking us to do, even if it's a little bit risky for us or makes us nervous, puts us out of our comfort zone. It's really important. But then also I feel like he also wanted me to speak out that day, not just for someone else, but for myself as well. And it was very important that I share um, with that person from my own heart to be confirmed that yes Shelby you do hear from God yes Shelby you were getting the right things here's the confirmation and so I find uh, operating in prophetic is a great way to um, even grow in confidence that you do hear God's voice because you can have it confirmed for you and you can even ask somebody does that resonate with you and they may share maybe you get a word and you don't have the interpretation, but they're like, yeah, actually that really stuck out because I've been praying for this thing and you prophesied this. And I find often that is the case that when God speaks, it's very clear uh, what he's trying to do. And um, for that other person, it's very powerful. But then also for your own life, it helps you to grow in confidence that you do hear God's voice and he is speaking to you. And so even as you step out, he might give you a piece and as you step out more, he gives you more and more and more. And so I encourage you, don't be afraid to step out. So I just want to close here. Um, I hope that that gives you a little bit of an overview for hearing God's voice for yourself and then hearing for others, which would be prophetic. And uh, yeah, I hope that this impacts you. But I want to leave you with this challenge. I want you to give this a try. So stop um, after this podcast. Whenever you get the chance, I want to encourage you to take a moment get to a place that is quiet, bring your Bible and a journal or a notepad and a pen um, and silence those voices. Silence the three voices and invite God to speak. As you see things, I want to encourage you as you see maybe pictures in your head or hear things or uh, feel things, whatever that might be, write them down and test them against scripture. And come in with an open mind. If you've never tried something like this before, come in with an open mind. I know I robbed myself of so many times of hearing God's voice because I was like, nope, that's not how God speaks. Nope, that's not his voice. I wrote it off before I even gave it a chance. And so I want to encourage you, have an open mind. Um, A lot of people hear God's voice already. They just doubt it or they second guess it. But come in and be willing to, to hear what he has to say. I believe he 
does want to speak to you. I know he wants to speak to you. And I believe he will as you open your heart and you are ready to receive. And as you hear God's voice, it's going to change your life. Like I really have experienced that myself and I believe that for you too. And so it's going to bring depth with God that you have not experienced before. Friendship with God in a really special way. And so I hope that this encourages you. I hope it gives you some tools and I hope that you are able to apply this because God does want to speak to you. All right. Thanks, guys. Have an awesome day. Thanks for hanging out today. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. I also want to let you know that I've written an ebook called Refreshing Your Prayer Life. This is a tool that I'd love for you to have access to. You can download this free ebook by following the link in the episode notes below. Let's chat again soon.